In the book of Daniel, familiar passage of scripture that we're going to read here to you today, found in the sixth chapter, reading verse five down through verse 11. I want to take it in about verse five, the plot that's against Daniel that's taking place here in verse five. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or any man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree, sign the writing, that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Notice verse 10 and verse 11. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, his windows being open, in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Notice that again in verse 10. Now when Daniel knew this, knew what had been signed, the scripture says he went into his house and he knelt down as he did aforetime. Hallelujah. And they found him praying no matter what the decree said that they signed. Praise God. I'm going to preach for a little while today, this morning. What got us in will get us out. Praise God. What got us in will get us out. Can you give God some high praise right now? Praise God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You're excellent, Jesus. You're excellent. Oh, come on. Let's fill this auditorium with praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you. And you may be seated. I have no doubt this morning that God has brought us together for such a time as this. It's already been made mention today that our world is in trouble. But I've got news for this world that Satan's kingdom will come down. It will come down. I'm also here to report today that the church is alive and well on planet earth. Praise God. Anybody excited about the church today? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe that our creator, who is our Lord, who is our savior, is sensitive and concerned about every one of us that's in this building today. Hallelujah. And, and I believe that he's here to minister. Nobody is out of the hand reach of God that's in this auditorium this morning. 
I believe that God wants to touch everybody in this auditorium today by his spirit and by his power. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. I believe before we ever got here that the Holy Ghost is working on your behalf. Hallelujah. That angels are here today to minister to each and every one of us and to see our desires filled, our questions answered, and our needs met. Praise God. I believe that's the will of God in Arkansas International Camp meeting this morning on Sunday morning. I believe that God is God and God will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that every time we gather together in the house of God, that we're here for a distinct purpose. We didn't just wander in here, but I believe that God has a will for each and every one of us. We're not just to go through religious protocol and go through spiritless calisthenics, but we're here to touch the throne of God. We ought to walk in here with urgency. Hallelujah. To say, I've come here on business for the King and the Holy Ghost is going to give me divine touch and divine direction today. If you believe it, let's give him praise right now. Come on. Let's praise him together. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. I can assure each and every one today that the master of the universe is interested and concerned about you. I have good news for everybody that's here today. That God is not down on you. God still loves you. God still believes in you. And somebody needs to stick that in the devil's face today. Does anybody smell what I'm cooking up here yet? Somebody shout amen. I'm not serving a God who is standing over you, waiting for you to mess up, to misstep so he can knock you down and say, I knew you wouldn't make it. No, that's not the God that I serve. My God, my God says when you fall, I will pick you up. Praise God. When you're discouraged, I will encourage you. When you're feeling weak, I will strengthen you. When you're feeling down, I will lift you up. That's the God that I serve today. Somebody shout amen. And besides that devil, when he got ready to build a church, he didn't pick anybody else but fallen humanity and humanity in his frailness, praise God. But he said right there, I can do something with that. I can move through that. I can see the world changed by those people right there. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says, think it not strange that the fire darts of the wicked is coming against you. But rejoice, rejoice that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Anybody believe that today? The devil of this world is going to try your faith, your commitment to God to see if you'll be intimidated, see if they can cast doubt into your spirit and into your heart, try to throw you off course, get you disfocused. But I've come here to tell a preacher, I've come here to tell a saint of God that what got you in this will take you out of this. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. I believe in August 2019. Can you follow me just a little bit right now? I believe that faith in God 
still works. I said, I believe faith in God still works. I believe old-fashioned repentance still works. I believe water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ still works. I believe the infilling of the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues still works. I believe loving God and loving truth still works. Anybody with me right now? I believe praying daily and reading the word of God still works. I believe paying your tithes and giving offerings still works. I believe separation from this world and a hopeless lifestyle still works. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one still works. What got us in will take us out. I said, what got us in will take us out. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Resisting the devil still works. It still works. Matter of fact, I believe what we need today afresh is just a Holy Ghost, Jesus name, heaven sent, devil chasing, sidewalk shaking, sea roaring, devil defeating, sin killing, True blue apostolic revival. Anybody vote on that today? Is anybody for that in the house this morning? Come on, let's love him right now if you believe it. Hallelujah. Today, today, we're dealing with more than just personal and political issues, but wicked spirits in high places. Old Testament prophets dealt with it. In the New Testament, The apostles dealt with it. And we're still dealing with it today. Still today. We're dealing with wicked spirits. We're dealing with, with just perverted spirits. And, and a lot of them are in high positions in our world. But you know what? We've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, it got good to us. Your Bible says in the book of Acts that Paul and Silas were placed in jail, put in jail because of their message and because of their preaching and what they stood for. But you know what? About midnight, I believe one of them looked at the other one and said, you know what? We might need to try what got us in. What got us in, it might just get us out of here. And so at midnight, they begin to sing and praise God, worship God. My, 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 all of a sudden there was an earthquake that took place and the original jailhouse rock took place that night, that day. I've come here to tell you what got us in here will get us out of here. We just got to keep on shouting. We just got to keep on praying. We just got to keep on worshiping. We just got to keep on going to church. We got to keep on believing the word. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bishop Holmes, our parents, grandparents, man, they went through some stuff. They went through some persecution. We, we, we can read the biblical persecution, but it's not just there. I'm telling you, some of our forefathers went through some trying times. My dad knows what it is to be preaching and rotten tomatoes hit him in the face. My dad knows what it is to have 
tent ropes cut down while they're underneath the tent because somebody wants to stop the service because somebody wants to stop the message. There was a woman came to my father one day and said, Pastor, go down. I want to get baptized. And he said, that's a good thing. She said, but the only thing I need to tell you first, my husband, who's a sinner, who is known to be pretty bad at times, he said, if you baptize me, he will kill you. He will kill you. And she said, he's, he's, he's that type of guy. And my dad said, I got one question to ask you. He said, are you sincere about living for God? And stand in this church? She said, oh, yes, sir. Because he said, if you're not, I'm not going to take a chance. <laughs> but he said, if you got your mind made up, I will take a chance on death. Because what is right is right. And what got us in will get us out. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My dad baptized her in the wonderful name of Jesus. Three days later, he was at the church. He was at the front of the building, at the platform, doing a little construction there on the platform. He was on his knees down there with a hammer, hammering on something. And about that time, the doors opened up. You know, back then, nobody ever locked the door. And so the doors just opened up. And my father just happened to look back over his shoulder and here comes the guy coming down the aisle with a double barrel shotgun. He's walking right down the aisle. And my dad said, I turned around and he said, I tried to act like I was still hammering. He said, I don't think I ever hit the nail again. But he said, I just said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. He said, he seemed like hours, but he said it was just a few seconds. In Jesus' name. He said, nothing's happened yet. He said, about that time I heard a noise. I turned around and the doors had closed. He said, I went to the front, looked out the window there, and he said the guy lifted up the truck of his car and just threw his shotgun inside and drove off. I'm telling you, friend, what got us in will get us out. Anybody believe what I'm preaching? I said, do we have any believers in the auditorium today? Come on, let's lift up the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 May be seated. Brother Tuttle, C.P. Kilgore, old time preacher, started a lot of churches. He was preaching in Galveston, Texas, many years ago. And of course, it was tough back then. And he was doing some street preaching. And the story goes that they arrested him. You're disturbing peace. Some people didn't like it because he was preaching on the streets. And so they handcuffed the preacher and put him in jail. I heard his son, Brother James Kilgore, that's, uh, that uh, pastored, of course, in Houston for years. And, uh, and I heard him say that when his dad got in jail, that he was in there with about seven or eight drunks. They just put him in there and got him off the streets. He said, man, they were cursing. They were regurgitating. He said, it was the nastiest environment. I'm a preacher. I've never been in anything like this in my life. And he said, after being in there about an hour, listening to this junk, watching these people, 
He said, a holy boldness got a hold of me. And he said, I just backed up. He, uh, he wasn't a big man. He said, I just backed up, looked at a bunch of these old drunks. I said, shut up and get against the wall. And he said, when I said, but they just started backing up. He said, when they got against the wall, I said, and Peter said to them, repent. And he said, I started preaching to every one of them. He said, I started laying hands on them, started praying for them. He said, some of them began to sober up. They started crying. They started reaching out. And the jailer came down there and he said, you got to go. You're making too much noise down here. And they put him back out on the streets. What got us in will get us out. I said, what got us in will get us out. Woo! I feel faith in the house. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody can get the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody can get healed right now. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May be seated. Praise God. Old time preacher. Years ago. Unbeliever. Walked up to him and said, you know, I've been to your church before. All you preach about is what God will do. What God can do. How he saves and heals. Man, he said, you've been preaching this a long time. He said, matter of fact, I've been preaching almost 60 years. Told the unbeliever. God that was looking at him. And he said, I want to ask you something, preacher. He said, when you die, after all of this, he said, what if you go to hell? Preacher looked at him and said, not going to happen. He said, but what if you preached Jesus and the power and miracles and all the stuff you preached for years? Then you end up dying and going to hell. And the preacher said, first of all, it's not going to happen. But he said, second of all, I'm going to play your game. He said, if I die and go to hell, he said, soon as I get there, I'll start praying. I'll start praying. And he said, about that time, I'm going to start palming some demons right on the head. And he said, I'm going to cast spirits out of them. And he said, we're going to start having a move of God in hell. And he said, in a little bit, he said, I'll have some devil talking in tongues. And he said, after about five or 10, 15 minutes of that, he said, oh, Lucifer's going to come to me and said, you got to go. You're going to have revival now here. Revival's going to break out. I'm going to tell you something, friend. What gets you in, we'll get you out. I said, what gets you in, we'll get you out. Anybody believe what I'm preaching today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe in this end time. Demon spirits are everywhere. They're trying to silence the pulpit. They're trying to close the mouth of the preacher. And the religious world is spiritually sick and twice dead. And so if we've ever needed a one God Jesus named church, we need it now. If we've ever needed apostolic preaching, we need it now. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 35 years ago, we moved to our town. We didn't know a soul. My little wife and myself, 35 years ago, and the first thing I did, I went to the city graveyards. And I said, I apologize that I didn't get here in time for you. I said, I feel horrible about this, that you didn't hear the truth. 
And I said, but I promise you from this day forward, I'm going after your son. I'm going after your daughter. I'm going after your mom. I'm going after your dad. We came in preaching Acts 238, brothers and sisters. We're still preaching it tonight. We came in preaching that hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. We're still preaching it today. Hey, we came in and said you got to live holy and separated, and it still works today. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. We got to keep preaching this apostolic doctrine. We got to keep praying with intensity. Hallelujah. Take a dominion over the spirits of our cities. I'm telling you, it still works. It still works. Look at your neighbor right now and say, it's still working. Tell somebody, it's still working. Tell somebody what got us in will get us out. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Christ's earthly ministry that you read in the Gospels, he made about 125 decorations in those Gospels. And one out of every five of them was centered around the subject of don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Somebody say hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Adolf Hitler said, I took more nations through fear than I did with arms. He said, because I had entire nations that surrendered because they was afraid of what we might do if we show up there. And they would just surrender on the spot. A lot of them did. Aren't you glad they all didn't? But a lot of them did. Hallelujah. The devil is trying to strike fear. He's trying to paralyze the preacher. He's trying to get us to operate, worried about what people's going to think, what people's going to say. He'd like the preacher to start worrying about the one who pays the most tithes. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no time to worry about that kind of stuff. It's time to preach the truth. I said it's time to preach the truth. We're not to be people pleasers, but we are to please the almighty God. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. So he wants to strike fear into you. Hallelujah. Preacher friend of mine told me a story years ago about young new convert in his church. Got baptized, got the Holy Ghost. She loved this truth that she'd found. She was so excited about it. I saw some of you in the audience last night. I could tell, man, you love this. You love this. I was sitting around some of you last night. You was loving this. Oh, isn't that great that we love this, this message, this truth, the church? Hallelujah. And so her husband, who was never a church person, and her and her husband, who used to be party people all the time, he resented her new experience. And he resented the church. Let it be known to his friends and to his wife. And he said, I wish you'd quit that church. We don't have fun no more. We don't, we're not the same couple we used to be. But she said, I have found such a peace and joy. He didn't understand it. So one Sunday afternoon, he'd been drinking all the whole weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It came church time for Sunday night. She went over to pick up her Bible, grabbed her pocketbook. And he said, where are you going? She said, going to church it's Sunday night. He said, not tonight. Not tonight. She said, oh, but baby. She said, you know I go every Sunday night. It's church time. He said, you're not going tonight. And about that time, he could see she was going to be defiant about it. And she was kind of leaning towards the door. 
And he picked up his gun, pistol, cocked a hammer on it. And he said, if you walk out there, I will kill you. And she put her Bible under her arm and started walking to the door. And he said, where are you going? She said, baby, if you pull the trigger, I'm going to heaven. If you don't, I'm going to church. (laughs) Well, don't try to strike me with fear. We've come too far. This is too real. This is too awesome. Anybody got that kind of attitude tonight? I'm on my way and nothing's going to stop me. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Two weeks later, she goes to church on a Sunday night. He comes in right after she does. He hits the altar. He gets baptized. He gets the Holy Ghost. What got us in will get us out. Hallelujah. Maybe seated. I'm here to tell somebody right now. The storm that you're in may be over your head, but it's underneath his feet. Praise God. You may be walking through it right now, but he's walking on top of it. Praise God. And that's the God that we serve. Hallelujah. The world tonight, this day, needs Jesus. I said the world needs Jesus today. The world needs this Acts 2.38 message. They need it now. They got to have more of the inspiration. They got to have revelation. And all of us have been called to be a living witness. Calvary and the church still goes together. I said it still goes together. Take up your cross daily and follow him. Hey, you know what? The church is heaven's best friend. But the church is hell's worst enemy. But you know what? I don't like the devil. I don't like what he's doing. I'm glad to be lined up with the church. And the church is moving forward. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Any given weekend in our local assembly back home where they've already had church today. Set up a prayer in the service today for me. My pastor, awesome group of people. Praise God. But any weekend, we'll have 20-something different nationalities represented. Hallelujah. In any weekend of services. Praise God. Had a couple more added last two weeks from Malaysia, Croatia, different nations, people coming in. I'm going to tell you, friend, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. The people who speak English that don't speak Spanish, you can still minister to Spanish. I know that. I know that because in the early 90s, we was the first apostolic Spanish church in North Carolina. Praise God. And we started and we couldn't speak English. But you know what? There's a universal language that everybody understands. And that's the love of God. I said, that's the love of God. We got some Spanish trucks and Spanish cards. Started passing them out at workplaces. Praise God. And people started coming. And I'm telling you, today, if you went to the Spanish service, you would have seen over 200 there in our local church today. Every week they're there. And they love this message. I said they love this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last words of a dying church. Is it? It can't be done here. That's the last words of a dying church. It can't be done here. 
I'm going to tell you, it's still working. I said, it can be done. It can be done. We cannot just operate in a spirit of neutral. We must have revival. I said, we must have revival. I think one of the greatest waste in our world is what we are and what we could be. That's one of the greatest waste that we have. What we are and what we could be. Does anybody want to do better? I said, does anybody want to pick it up? Does anybody want more of God? Somebody say hallelujah. 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 5,000 went to a Jesus picnic. 500 stayed around to hear the message. 120 went to the upper room. 12 said, we can change the world with you. But only three went to the garden to prayer meeting. I'm going to tell you, we got to have some people that will be dedicated to this. It's more than just talk. We got to do more than just talk the talk. We got to walk the walk. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I think it's said in Pentecost when we know how to have loud services, but quiet prayer meetings. I said we know how to have loud services, but quiet prayer meetings. It's not the hour to play the quiet game at church. This is not to be a quiet church. This is to be a church that's alive and excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. I think it said when the house of prayer now is known as just the house of music and the house of song. And the hour of prayer has been changed to a social hour. The hour of prayer has been changed to a sports time get-together. The hour of prayer has become an organizing time instead of an agonizing time. When did we trade the voices of prayer for the voices of song? When did we trade the voices of worship and getting on our knees for just dancing feet? We got to have more than dancing feet. We still got to pray. I said we still got to pray. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's sad in some cities where sinners have to encourage the church. Got it just the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. The church ought to be reaching the sinner. Preachers are not to be performers, saints of God. I said your preacher is not to be a performer, but he's to preach the word of God without fear and without favor, but in the spirit of love and compassion. Somebody say hallelujah. When all of hell seems to turn against you, we need to turn loose with prayer. We need to turn loose with praise. We need to turn loose with fasting. I'm telling you, it still works. I said it still works. Praise God. I believe it's time for people to get the Holy Ghost in their homes, in the prayer room, at the workplace, in the vehicle. Come on now. I lost some of you right there. I believe God can still do it. I said, I believe God can still do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've lived to see the day. A lot of emphasis is placed on power with God, but not too much with prayer with God. Emphasis is placed on gifts of the spirit, but not too much on holy and righteous living. But the Old Testament law was, if you enter in one way, you go out the other way. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not going to make it to heaven on wrong kind of thinking. 
We're not going to make it, friend, if we're just going to let hell begin to have its way. Uh, we can't have a think-so experience. We can't have a think-so religious uh, way of believing. I hope so, dear. Well, I hope I'm okay. I, I, I think I'm right with God. It's no time to be just thinking. we got to know that we're saved according to the Word of God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I told somebody not too long ago, if I'm too strict in some of my beliefs, I've lost nothing by doing that. But if you're too loose in some of the things you believe, you've lost everything. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I'm not looking for a popper way or a convenient way or just a way to get by. 114 times in Exodus and Deuteronomy, Moses said, you are the children of the Lord, your God. 114 times. Just a reminder, just a reminder, just a reminder, just a reminder. You're not to be like them. You are the children of the Lord, your God. Just a reminder. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. That's the reason why we believe different than they do. That's the reason why we live different than they do. That's the reason why we walk different than they do. That's the reason why we talk different than they do. That's the reason why we're not the, like the rest of them. Because the fullness has been revealed to us. He's more than just a God of the has-beens or the used-to-be. But he's a God right now. Hallelujah. And Arkansas can't meet in 2019. Come on, can we all lift our hands and praise him right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone said one time that if all the Christians that claim to be Christians of the world would dust off their Bibles at the same time, we'd have one of the greatest dust arms ever recorded in history. But I'm going to tell you something. That's not to be. I said that's not to be. This cannot just be a pretty book on a shelf somewhere. It's got to be more than just an heirloom. Praise God. It's time to get into the word. It's time to know what the word is saying to us today. While people are scoffing. While people are nitpicking the word of God. People making fun of the virgin birth. People are making fun of the power of the blood and the doctrine of salvation in the name of Jesus. And hold this lifestyle in this present world. They're making fun of it. They're making fun that Jesus is coming again. But it reminds me. All these people making fun reminds me of about 10 or 12 Young people line up with bean shooters at the base of Mount Everest and say, you got to come down. I'm telling you, friend, they will have no effect on Mount Everest. And all of this corn and all this nitpicking, all this fault finding, all this making fun. Hey, the church is moving on. I said the church is moving on. Anybody believe it? Hallelujah. The gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. The young people need it. To know how to live. The old people need it to know how to die. The unwise need it for wisdom. The educated need it for humility. The rich need it for compassion. The poor need it for comfort. The weak need it for strength. The strong needs it for direction. The trouble needs it for peace. The stress and emotional needs it for rest. The sinner needs it for salvation. And all of us that's in this auditorium right now need the word for guidance. Each and every day. I found it all in the word of God. How about you? I said, I found it all in the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, it's time to be on the Lord's side today. Praise God. It's better 
for us to practice the things. I've been raising this all my life, all I know. I've heard some preachers get together and argue for hours over things that they're never going to prove one way or the other. And they waste more time arguing with things that they're never going to find the answer to until we get on the other side. Why don't we just get excited about the things that's been revealed? Why don't we just get excited about the things that we know to do? Quit worrying about some of the things you don't know. Praise God. It'll be revealed sooner or later when it's time. Praise God. But right now, we just need to get excited about what we've got. Your Bible says in 2 Peter 1.21 that holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. 66 books, 1,189 chapters, 41,173 verses, 774,646 words. But when you get it together, it is the Word of God. Second Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Anybody still excited about the Word today? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. We serve an awesome God. The God I serve is not controlled by time. The God that I serve is not controlled by the clock on the wall. The God that I serve keeps no calendars. The God that I serve reports to no one. The God that I serve has no limitations. The God I serve has no questions. The God that I serve has no second thoughts. The God I serve has no backward glances. He is in control. I said he is in control. Everybody say Jesus. That's all you need. Hallelujah. About three weeks ago, a lady walked in. She'd been a Hindu all of her life. Her parents were Hindu. But in the next service, she got baptized in Jesus' name. She got the Holy Ghost at the house. Praise God. Let me tell you something free. Jesus is all we need. I said Jesus is all we need. Hallelujah. First Colossians 1 17, Jesus is before time. Revelation 3 14, Jesus is beginning of time. Psalms 40 17, Jesus is throughout time. Matthew 1 21, he's the dividing of time. Revelation 1 and 8, he is after time. No wonder we sing the song. He's an on time God. Yes, he is. What God was, he still is. And what he is, he will forever be. He never changes. He's the same. Anybody excited? He's the same. Everybody say yesterday. Everybody say today. Everybody say forever. Aren't you glad about that? I said, aren't you glad about that? Colossians 2 and 9 says, for in him, not them, but in him, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10, and we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I said, it's all in him. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 and 3 says he's gracious. Hebrews 2 and 7 says he's faithful. First Peter 2 6 says he's precious. Philippians 2 and 8 says he's humble. Matthew 11 29 says he's meek and he's lowly. Isaiah 63 and 1 says he is mighty. Hebrews 5 and 9 says he is perfect. Isaiah 49 5 says he is glorious. Does anybody smell what I'm cooking? Somebody say hallelujah. Isaiah 9 and 6 says he's wonderful. 
God says 2 and 10 says he's all powerful. Philippians 3 and 8 says he's my Lord. St. John 20 and 28 says he is my God. Philippians 5 23 says he's my Savior. 1 Timothy 1 17 says he's my King. Isaiah 54 and 5 says he's my Creator. Psalms 31 3 says he's my fortress. Psalms 94 22 says he's my refuge. Isaiah 32 and 2 says he's my hiding place. And Colossians 3 and 11 says it's all in him. He is all and all. It's all in him. Come on, somebody needs to get excited about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We serve an awesome God. My, my, my. Anybody excited about the church today? I said, anybody excited about the church? Hallelujah. 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 We serve a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm glad that I know in whom I believe in, and I am persuaded that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Anybody excited about who you serve today? Thank you, Jesus. I've come here to tell you, don't worry about what the world is saying. Don't worry about what they're, what they're trying to intimidate you with. What got you in will get you out. I said, what got you in will get you out. Somebody say, hallelujah. He's your Messiah. He's your wonder worker. He's the son of man. He's the son of God. He's the Holy Ghost that's moving in the church here right now. He's your justifier, satisfier, redeemer from all the curse of law. He's Christ of unsearchable riches. He's the God who supplies all needs. He is the God head bodily. Hallelujah. He is our soon coming king. He is love. Hallelujah. He's our chief shepherd. He's the priest of everything. Let me tell you something, friend. It's good to know the Bible says in Revelation, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's alpha, omega, beginning to end, the first and the last. What a friend we have in Jesus. I said, what a friend. I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. I said, he's everything to me. Praise God. Look at somebody right now and say, he's still right. He's still right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's no time to quit. Say to God, it's no time to quit, preacher. It's no time to give up. It's no time to shut up. It's time to get up and go after it. Hallelujah. It's time to pursue. It's time to finish this victory that we, we've been pursuing. It's time to hold up the banner of truth without wavering. I don't believe the church is going out of this thing on the backside, backs, backslid. No, I believe we're going out standing strong. We're going to go, go out with victory. Try up. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When you started church, as Brother Jones said right ago, man, they'll come after you. They'll try a lot of different things against you. But you know what? I'm glad to report he always makes a way when there seemeth no way. When there seemeth no way. History proves when an individual or church group lets down on anything of their core beliefs that you will never hardly ever see it return. Once they let go of it, they will hardly ever recover what they have lost and what they have let go. I've witnessed that in family members. I've witnessed that and saints of God, I've witnessed that with preacher friends through the years. That once you let go of precious truth, you don't hardly ever get it back. 
because you substituted something in its place. You chose to believe a lie instead of believe the truth. I'm going to tell you, I believe that truth today in America is outraged by the silence of preachers, by the silence of the pulpits of America. All it takes for wrong and false doctrine to win out. I'm going to tell you something else while I'm closing with this. Something else that bothers me sometimes is some of these Pentecostal trends that we have. Yeah. Sometimes they may seem cute for the moment. And sometimes they may seem to be pretty cool for the few weeks or few months. But what did we open up when we allowed certain these trends come into our churches? Sometimes dress trends, the way we do our hair, music trends, whatever. I'm telling you, friend, if we're not careful, it'll become a tsunami. And one of these days, we'll be looking back and we won't look like nothing we used to look like. We won't represent nothing that we used to represent. I'm telling you, friend, I used to be an evangelist for several years. There's churches I used to preach in and have great moves of God. Holy Ghost revival. They won't let me on their platform today. But you know what? Truth is still truth. I said truth is still truth. Hallelujah. Let's remain standing. Moses said we must be willing to renounce the power and influence of men for the power and the favor and the anointing of God. Hallelujah. I think one of the most powerful statements ever been made is when somebody looked at Martin Luther King one day and said, King, you keep doing what you're doing. Somebody going to take you out. Somebody going to take you out. He looked back at his friend and he said, if you haven't found anything or a cause that's worth dying for, you haven't found a cause worth living for. Hallelujah. If you haven't found a cause worth dying for, you haven't found a cause worth living for. I'm here to tell you, Arkansas Camp Meeting, what got us in this church will get us out. Don't be looking for an easier way. Don't be looking, for, don't be impressed with this, this easy stuff that people are trying to send your way, trying to get you wrapped up in. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. What got us in is going to get you out of here. Stay in love with this truth. Stay in love with that apostolic ministry. Glory to God. Let me just tell somebody right now. You can't be wrong with your man of God and be right with Jesus. Hey, you better get right with your shepherd. I said you better get right with your shepherd. Oh, preaching what got you in here. The church is what got you in. Prayer is what got you in. Worship is what you got in. Faithfulness got you in. Apostolic moves is what got you in. And you didn't care what anybody thought about it. Hey, brothers and sisters, don't care tonight. Just keep on. Keep it on. Let's all lift our hands and love him in the name of Jesus. Let's praise him, everybody. Oh, anybody want to get excited about truth? There's plenty of room up here at the front. There's plenty of room up here at the front. Come on now, come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. I love you, God. I love you, God. Oh, anybody in love with truth? Anybody in love with the church? Are you going to stay with it? I said, are you going to stay with it? 
Are you going to stay with it? Is your mind made up? I said, is your mind made up? Glory, is your mind made up? Ain't nobody to me like Jesus. Say, ain't nobody to me like the Lord. Ain't nobody Jesus can see my friend.
we're able to see today. Give us understanding. You know, for many people, he will blind their eyes. They can't see it because God, God said, I will blind your eyes. Amen. They can't hear it because they don't have an ear to hear. They have eyes and they cannot see because God has blinded their eyes. Some way they got on the wrong side of God and he has rejected them. I'm glad we're standing in favor of God today. To allow us to see what we see today and understand the things of God. We're so blessed, aren't we? Amen. Before we pray, let me make mention five o'clock if you would like to join in and be with us in the Hispanic service. Uh, by the way, it's interpreted in English for my benefit. Amen. Of course, I know some Spanish. It's kind of like uh, no tacos. Amen. I know that enchiladas and uh, and uh, fruit juice uh, punch drink. Is that a Spanish word? Punch. Amen. Let's thank God for the word of the Lord. Come on. Come on, let's thank him. Come on, let's thank him. Come on, let's thank him. Let's thank him. Thank you. Thank you that we have received the word of the Lord today. Thank you for the old word. Thank you for the old landmark. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for blessing us. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Greet somebody in Jesus' name. Tell him I'm sure glad I came to his house today.